Hello, everyone, and welcome to Smart Sex, Smart Love, where talking about sex goes beyond the taboo and talking about love goes beyond the honeymoon. Today, we're, the podcast title is The Old Gay Guys Get Real on Sex, Romance, Death, and Divorce. I'm actually really excited about this one because I've been watching these guys on TikTok for a long time. Um, my guests today are the old gay guys, as they call themselves. I'm very excited to introduce Bill Lyons, Jesse Martin, Robert Reeves, and Mick Peterson. As a group, these four gay social media personalities and LGBTQ rights activists first began to gain a following about five years ago at, at a promotional video for Grinder. They gained momentum two years ago when their TikToks went viral, which is probably when I saw you. They now have one billion followers across social media platforms, and they recently published a book, The Old Gay Guy's Guide to the Good Life, all four live in Cathedral City, California. Bill, Mick, and Robert share a home across the street from Jesse. Bill is 79, Jesse is 70, Robert is 80, and Mick is the youngest old gay guy at 67. Welcome, everyone. Hello. Thank you. Hi. So let me tell you, I'm so happy about this for so many reasons, and I'm not going to talk too much about it, but I've always been, you know, I'm 60 now, but I... Uh, always when I came out, I was 14 and I was always drawn to older gay men with their wisdom and their um, the things that, that they could teach me and what life was like for them beforehand. And um, so I've, I'm so happy to have older gay guys still older than me in my, as I'm 60. <laughs> oh, was there like a plane? I, what was that? Oh. Um, I, I think that's the... Um, the hot tub. No. Okay. I turned this way down. <laughs> There's a hot tub. There's a hot right. tub right behind this show. No problem at all. We have there time. We go. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, you can keep that in. That's part of our allure. I know you. I love it. We can. I love it. Sorry, keep it in. So on. I love it. I love it. You guys are so real. So what I was just saying is how much I love, um, always love getting feedback from older gay guys. And now I am an older gay guy and I like to get feedback from younger gay guys. So, I mean, to me, this is like all important stuff for everybody to learn about. Yes. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love your charm and you're so real. I just love, I mean, I just feel like that's what we should see in our community. So, um, without me saying anything more, I'm sure our listeners would love to hear how the four of you got together. Can you talk about that and how you got started the Old Gay Guys movement? You all come from very different backgrounds. Robert, you were a city planner. Jesse was a, a professional singer. Bill, you spent most of your life working in the interior design industry. And Mick, you were a technical writer and professional actor, and you recently modeled for Men's Health Magazine. Is that correct? Yes, yes the did. four of us did. Yes. Yeah. And we were nude. <laughs> I love it. And you have no inhibitions, right? Not no. When they say take your clothes off, we drop our pants. <laughs> well, so how did you guys get together? We were neighbors and friends, and just that friendship kind of. Um, morphed into a, a business thing. Yeah, it was a social thing. Uh, one of John, uh, Bob's uh, uh, former tenants, a uh, man named John, 
um, introduced uh, his boyfriend, Ryan, to us. And John referred to us as the old farts. But John had evidently, when he grew up as a child, was raised by uh, two grandparents. So he was very used to, he was very comfortable with older people. And so he introduced Ryan, who, who is a videographer and a documentary film producer and director. And he, we did some test things together just uh, to sh shoot the breeze, really. And then he brought us over. Uh, he suggested the four, ga four old gays as a concept uh, to a grinder. And that was our first gig. And after a grinder, we went independent and started doing the TikToks about in January of last year. Uh, December year of 2021. Oh, December of 2021. And then it just took off in 2022. Were you nervous about it? Because social media is so uh, youth-oriented. Were you nervous thinking it's not going to work? We didn't know any better. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, didn't, we, didn't, we didn't know who our audience was going to be. And I really didn't think much about it. I just did it for fun. And uh, the outcome was totally unexpected. Yeah, I mean, uh, 10 and a half, uh, 11 million followers on TikTok. And I think we reached a million on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting close if we're not there. Yeah. And, and so it's, it's phenomenal. It's shocking. It's amazing. It's wonderful. Uh, and to think that most of our audience is under the age of 35. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. And, and, and but basically, the core group of our audience is women between the ages of 20 and 30. Now, why do you think that is? We're pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You are. I don't, some of them ask, uh, like, for example, Bill always gets requests about, it, about if he could be their grandfather. I mean, he's very grandfatherly, and, and a lot of young people don't have uh, grandparents. They are not in contact with grandparents. And um, so in, in that sense, we're, uh, young people look up to us. I think they, they understand our struggles, what we've been through, and how it reflects upon their own uh, futures as well. And the millennial generation is very tuned into the world. And uh, I, I'm, what amazes me is their activism and their commitment, and I salute them. I love what I love is that in my generation, probably in your generation, older gay guys disappeared. You didn't see them at the bars. You didn't see them out anymore. It, you just didn't see them. And you're like, you're like share. You're like saying, "I'm not going away. We're here, and we're going to be in your face." I love it. Yeah, and and I think that's. Really, a lot of the uh, attraction people have to us, the younger people, because uh, we're older gays that are highly visible, and they're not a lot of us. No. And they, they don't really, what they really want to know is our backgrounds, because they don't really know what happened to us, you know, when we came out. 
Yes. And I love when you did, there was a video recently where you showed yourself as younger men and um, you had stories around that. I and I like to do that for myself. I like to put myself on video on, on the uh, social media sh and show people what I used to look like, what my husband and I used to look like so that you see that there's a whole history. We didn't just appear here at this age. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it, it took a couple of years at least. <laughs> Just a couple of generations. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, let's get right to what you guys wanted to talk about. You sent me some questions, and I want to ask them. And I'm a sex therapist, so this is right up my alley. And um, no pun intended, but um, can you tell us about sex at your age and um, your sex lives, if you want to be open about it? Well, I'll start. Um, I, I'm, Come on, Jesse, tell us about your sex life. I, you know, for me, I, the, I, I can count it. The last time I had sex with, uh, was in uh, New York City, uh, the last time we were there. All right. So you're, very, you're still sexually active. Uh, well, it's coming up to a year. So oh, I don't oh, know okay. if I can myself active, yeah. And okay. it's been coming up on three weeks for me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and um, I, I was celibate for 10 years between 2008 and 2018. And then I discovered that some of the guys, you know, on our social platforms thought I was cute. And just recently I have... Um, joined a couple dating services and it's quite fun <laughs> that's great and i am a uh, fan of online dating that's the way i meet people and i would describe myself as moderately active great See, so many gay men say to me, um, you know, I'm married, right? So, I mean, I, uh, I'm i not out in the dating world, but I, I have a lot of clients that are and friends that are. And they say that as you get older, it starts to disappear and people aren't as interested and it goes, it starts to go away. But you're like saying, no, no, that's not the case. No, it's, 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 it's not because when I go online, I, I specify the age range of guys that I'd like to be with. And it's like 35 to 65, but it's the young kids who always fill up my mailbox. Mm -hmm. If I wanted to, I could probably uh, connect with someone almost every time I go online, but I'm very picky. That's yeah, good. And, and, yeah. Mm -hmm. And for me, you know, I do, I am on um, a couple of apps and uh, I do check them every so often, but like, like Bob, I'm very picky right now. Um, I'm more concerned about my, my overall health. Uh, I train a lot and between those two things and also uh, the old gaze, um, I, I have my plate full. And so um, I, I've chosen kind of to take a step back. I think it's great that they're choices, right? It's not like you feel forced into anything that um, because of the gay community or because oh, one of the questions that you have here and I do want to ask about is um, the subject of age discrimination in the gay male culture. What's that been like for you? 
there are a few people who uh, won't touch you because you're over 60 or something. And there are a few people that won't touch you because you're 30 or something. Um, I'm not an ageist. I, I can only speak for me. I go for the individual. And um, I don't need to know your age. Like I said, but, but you must be legal. Yeah, you know, as far as the gay community is concerned, yes, there are plenty times when I've walked into a, an establishment that's gay and a young person will look right through me, you know. And, and, but then on the other hand, there are a lot of older gays that look right through me as well, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but yes, where I'm attracted to and, and where I'm getting the most interest from are, are men under the age of 35 and men over the age of 60. So oh. I, I don't know. And I, I figured the guys between 35 and 60, well, you know, they're busy working, you know, or maybe they're in a relationship, you know, and so they look and they're discreet and they don't post a picture, but they're on. That I think be. a lot of them in that age bracket have, are no longer youth and are creeping towards our age and are kind of afraid of it and turned off by it. Yeah, I think that the, the presence of ourselves and other people now of, of, of seniors on the internet, on apps, you know, we're not the only group anymore. And I think that building visibility will help to dispel these, these myths, you know, that, you know, um, not only, you know, after age 40, you know, do do you stop dating and having sex? But you know, you're you're one step from the nursing home. I mean, right. uh, you, know, you know, I think that's the problem with our culture. I think it's a, a cultural thing as well, um, where there's a rejection of that. Whereas in other cultures, you don't see that. And I've always, you know, what you kind of are doing together reminds me of the Golden Girls. I'm sure you get this all the time. You know, they were the four women living together. And I always thought, wouldn't that be nice if you lose a partner or you are alone or you're widowed or single to have other people? And so you've, you've kind of done that. Yes. And to have other people that you can use as sounding boards when you're dealing with medical issues or our social issues. I think that's important. Now, have you been married? Have you been married in relationships? Still are? No, I haven't been married. I, I've never no, been married, but I've had two long term relationships. One lasted five years, one lasted 16. Yeah, okay. because I live in California, my partner and I, um, we were together 25 years, but we formed a domestic partnership when those were, you know, in law. And so when we split, we had to uh, have that uh, a partnership annulled in uh, family court. So, oh. uh, yeah, and because the divorce was really messy, it cost me uh, a, a five figures. I don't wow. know what it cost him. But they cost me five figures. In so just fees. like, yeah, just like you would hit, go be going through a natural divorce is what that is. Yeah, like. I mean, te technically, yes, the domestic uh, partnership uh, was ended and, and by the court order. And so it's a divorce. 
So I'm one of the gay divorcees. I have had, like Bill, two long-term relationships, but I've not had any legal ties with anyone like me. Okay. How about you, say? <laughs> I've had two long ones also, um, and some short ones that have been wonderful and we're all friends still. There was no anger or anything that separated us. It was just we so realized that we were met for each other. So you're a lesbian? Oh, no, I have an Audi. Did you ever think you would ever see gay marriage the way we're seeing legal marriage? I mean, I never thought that would ever happen. No, no, no. I, I, not in my lifetime. I've, it was the biggest shock that I've had. Yeah, yeah. that and President Obama. You know, for me, I wish that law, uh, gay marriage, had been legal when I, when my partner and I split up, because then it wouldn't have been so acrimonious, mm-hmm. you know, because we went to arbitration. And, you know, California is a community property state. And so the reason why the divorce was messy was over the, you know, assets being commingled and how you pull that apart. You know, and and if you're married in a community property state, you just split it 50-50. But uh, that wasn't the case in the domestic partnership. Tell me what um, made you decide to write a book and tell us about it, about writing it. Well, we were approached on the book uh, by, I think it was instigated by our agents and uh, they have a book division and uh, relations with a number of partners. And we were approached by Harper Wave, which is a, a division of Harper Collins. And uh, they had a writer, uh, a, a transgender. Uh, by the name of Dib Spare that we worked with, um, who was wonderful to work with. Yeah, and and Dibs actually came to us through our literary agent, and then what? What she wrote a book proposal that was you know shopped around, and mm-hmm. Harper Wade, a wonderful lady named Karen Rinaldi, uh, loved it, and so. We started writing, Dib started writing the book with us, and uh, you can see how she put the whole thing together. It's a very complex kind of puzzle, if you think about it, because we did individual interviews and group interviews, and the group interviews were fun. I think yeah, everybody yeah. enjoyed that. I yes. did. I, I enjoyed it. Just say you enjoyed sharing. Go, of course. Yeah. What do you want people to take away from the book when they're done? What do you want them to to get from it? I think there are a lot of messages. Uh, I know messages I hope to impart is uh, life uh, can be full of wonderful surprises if you just Allow yourself to take time and let them happen. 
And uh, uh, it's just, it's a great trip if you make it a a good trip. Mm. Yeah. I'll, I'll second that with uh, what, what Robert says. I, I, I would like the readers to be inspired and to also understand the role of patience and that life is a, is a journey. Um, and that if, as Bob said, if you're open and, and be open to the opportunities that life presents itself to you, no matter where you are in life, whether you're in a, you know, you're in a, you know, whether in your Westchester County or, you know, West, West Palm Beach, where, you know, or, you know, wherever, um, that you can rise and, and achieve what you want to in life. Mm-hmm. But it's so important to, to be inspired by something. And I hope people realize that, you know, with all this good we've had, we've also had the bad part of it, too. But we've all learned from our lessons and I think are wiser for it. And I've never been happier in my life than right now. Mm. To me, aging has been the most awesome thing because I've been surprised by every year that it's not as old as I thought it was. Even uh, I just turned 70 a couple months yeah. ago and um, I'm not crippled, broken, ruined. Ruined, but not crippled, broken. <laughs> you know, but, but, but I'm just still living and I feel good. There's things my body won't do, but most of the time it does what I want it to do. Yeah. And um, you just got to keep that laughter and that youth spirit in you as you age also. I can't tell you how therapeutic this is for me because I just turned 60 and it's such a weird age. It's like it's just a different age. When I turned 50, I loved it. When I turned 40, I loved it. 30, I loved. But 60, I just feel like, I don't know. It just feels serious now. But you're, say, you're saying you can still have fun. <laughs> well, you know, I hear, I hear that 60 is the new 50. So, um, you know, you have a ways to go yet. I hope so. Yeah. I do. You're, yeah. But and you do. You make it fun. You and and I, I like that you talked. I hope in the book you talked about some of the bad times and how you recovered from it. Because you know, look, our generation has been through the HIV crisis. Um, you know, all the homophobia, all the the shit that that we've had to deal with in our culture. But you survived it, and I think that's so important for us all to see. Yes. Yes. And I was lucky that I had their friends, but I called them my gay mom and dad, Joe and Bob who took me through their stories of coming out, which I thought we were having a hard time. It's like, you do what? You have to pack up your luggage and take it to a house. You can't walk down the street and drag, you know? So, so we had a lucky, I mean, easier than they did. And hopefully we're making it easier for those that come along behind us. Yes. And with us. Yes. You also wrote a children's book, I see here, My Four Fabulous Uncles, which I love. Uh, So tell us about that. Uh, That was another project in which the sponsor, which was Fiverr, came to us and wanted to do this children's book with four characters uh, modeled after our persona. And they created these cartoon-like characters, which look kind of sort of like us. (laughs) And uh, 
cussed kind of sort of. And then uh, we had a few interviews with them. And uh, a book appeared. Yeah, Yeah, and um, it was it was distributed via ebooks internationally too. Oh, so it's it's got a lot of presence. Yeah, it was released, I think, in May or something like that last year in in in, um, in commemoration of, of Pride, and I think that's what the message is: is you know this uh, young child has some questions about their identity and about what they like and they don't like, and what they like isn't altogether popular in school, and just to learn how to live with live with your choices and the other side won't, you know, in some ways you just got to ignore them because that's what it is, noise. Yes, and it makes you also be a leader, as Mick was talking about, you're, you, you're leading them, don't always follow them because there's people who are looking at you and saying, hmm, he's doing that or she's doing that, maybe I can try it. You yes. never know who you're, you're influencing. Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, I just think even for the the, the young LGBT teens, just seeing you um, having survived so much, and I know they go through, I'm a therapist, right? We see it in my my practice where people are, they they don't think they can make it through and and override all that. And you're showing them and teaching children that you can. Yeah. Yes. You know, life is always going to present you with challenges. The question is, it's not a win-lose kind of game. You know, the purpose of life's challenges is to to grow from them yes. and to become a fuller, rounded person. And you will always have, like my mother says, you will always have problems. You know, there will be new problems that replace the old problems, but you will always have problems. And that's why they teach us in school how to solve them. That's right. And that, sadly, they don't teach us how to solve emotional problems or psychological problems. So that's where you guys come in, or I come in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what would you say you want for each of you, if you could go around and say uh, what you hope that um, your message is, not just from the book and not just from your TikToks, but just life? You know, what would be a message you would want people to take away? Just be yourself. Don't let anybody influence you. Just be you. And I would say, always be honest with yourself. You know, look at it from both sides. And I hope people will walk away from the book, seeing what we've been through and seeing where we are now, and know that aging can be a happier place. Mm. I think uh, the words faith and trust go hand in hand. Mm. Um, And I think that's, really where you find it, but you have to look for that. You know, that's one of life's challenges. And I would say that when you're searching for what you're going to do with your life as work, uh, find something you like to do and that you can be very passionate about because that is the pathway to success in business is if you're 
you really like what you're doing and you keep trying to excel at it and make it better, uh, it'll make your life better. You'll be a real happy person. I totally agree with that. As a sex therapist and just I'm a regular therapist too, it's been my passion for 40 years. I've loved every minute of it and I continue to. Funny you should say that because my passion is sex. Even though I'm not doing a lot of that now, my passion, as the boys know here, is about sex. Yes. So, all right. So, wait, if I could ask you this. So, uh, of the Golden Girls, if you were the Golden Girls, would that mean you would be Blanche? Why, yes. (laughs) did you guess? (laughs) And who would everyone else be? You're Blanche. No, I'm, I'm Sophia. Oh, okay. The 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 old wise one with a sharp mouth. Well, I don't know. It's kind of strange. I'm sort of like a cross between Blanche and B. Um, so I'll take both roles because we have to give a new one to Jesse. Yeah. All right. We have so what is what is what are I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> I was not a golden girl. I was a, oh. was I guys? I was a dynasty queen, a Dominique Devereaux. Yes. Oh, I love that. Better. Those golden girls had nothing for me. And going back to the golden girls, I was Rose. Mm-hmm. I relate to that. I'm Rose myself. I get it. <laughs> All right. Um, before we end, is there anything that you want to make sure you say before we go away? I'm so glad we had this time together and um, we love you all and we wouldn't be here without our pe- our people loving us back. So thank you for having us here today. I thought you were going to break into the song. song. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped at the end no, of the first <laughs> Where can people find you? What? I was going to say in the phone book. <laughs> Where can people find me? Find us oh, at uh, the internet. Yeah, the internet. Just look up. Just type in the old okay. days, and you, you'll, you'll find us. You are easy to find. That's true. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And the book, uh, "The Old Gang's Guide to the Good Life," will be released on November twenty eighth. That's when it will be released. Um, however, you can, uh, if you go to the Harper Collins and Harper Wave and go to their products, you can pre-order the book yeah. and you'll see uh, a, a delightful cover and back cover. The back cover is a good, is, yes, that, yes, I think that says it all between the front and the back and everything that's in between. All right. And I'll- also for the Audible book, we're all using our own voices to tell the stories. So that's going to be super. That's great. I will put links so that people can find that um, when we publish this. And it will be published soon. And uh, you wanted me to say this at the end, it says here. So I'm going to say that this is the message from you all. Understand that life is full of gifts. To fully appreciate and enjoy them, however, one must be open to change and skilled in the ever-evolving arts of love and sex. That's beautiful. Here, 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 here. Yes. Yes. So thank you, Bill, Jesse, 
Robert and Mick, it was a total pleasure. I knew I would have fun and, and wanted um, in talking to you. And I will tell my listeners, if you want to hear more of my podcast, you just go to smartsexsmartlove.com. And you can also follow me on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, at It's at Dr. Joe Court, D-R-J-O-E-K-O-R-T. And then you can go to joecourt.com. All right. Thank you, everyone. And we'll see you next time. Thank you so much.